listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast, the new brand of AM radio. Happy Sunday, everybody, and welcome back to yet another episode of the AntsMarching.org podcast. I am Matt, and I'm joined here this gorgeous evening by Jake and Joe. Jake, how are you this evening? I am very well, so, sir. Uh, happy Valentine's Day to you and to everyone listening. Right. Thank you. Thank you. That's very sweet of you. Jake, that's nice. I, w- I didn't get the flowers, though. You did not get the flowers. I, I, I did didn't send get them. The flowers. Oh, is it we- I was at- we were talking about this. Is it weird for a guy to receive flowers in a in a you know? Valentine's if you if you're not in middle school, yeah. Yeah, this was a curb your enthusiasm topic. Uh, oh, was it? When Larry went to a chiropractor, and he was a, I think it was a Korean or or uh, Asian uh, uh, at least, and. Um, he got flowers from him, and he wasn't sure what was going on. Yeah, I think it's okay, but no, maybe anyway. <laughs> happy Valentine's Day! Yeah, it's it's a happy Valentine's Day <sighs> to everyone, but I don't know if everybody's having a happy Valentine's yes, Day. Yes, yes. Um, but before before we dump into the depressing stuff, um, Jake, what are you currently enjoying in terms of a beverage? Well, <laughs> um, if if you follow the Ants Twitter, uh, I hope that you saw the little preview that I had. I went over to the Red Cypress, uh, which is the local brewery here in Central Florida, and had a delicious beer from them. I actually have a Spook Hill poured from them. But I went into my little beer cooler, and I noticed that I had something that I had forgotten completely about. I'm having that. And that is a Star Hill Grateful Pale Ale. Star Hill, of course, from Charlottesville, Virginia. Mm. It's not bad at all. So uh, having that in, in honor of the Dave Matthews Band. Like it. Matt, what are you having? I am drinking a, a local brew from Seattle. The brewery is fairly new. It's called the Rubens Brews. And I'll show it up here in the uh, Periscope a little bit. It is actually an Amarillo Fresh Hop Pale Ale. So it's meant to be drank fresh. Do not cellar it. You know, the fresh hop stuff can disappear real quickly if you if you age it at all. So I have, it's not exactly fresh. It's been in my, my garage fridge for, I don't know, a couple months now. But I finally came around to it. And I got to be honest, it's, I mean, pours nice, nice robust head on this thing very delicious very tasty looks, yeah it looks looks delicious it's great i like it if you guys had to guess what do you think i have red red wine you got red wine jake you got a prediction i was thinking boone's farm <laughs> all right and the answer is Ooh, miller light it is a miller light ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, only because that's what i have in the fridge uh not not that i any specific endorsement, but cheers to you guys. I'm uh, looking forward to talking a little DMB. But before we do that, Matt, a quick question. Yeah. How quick do you have to drink a fresh hop pale ale, traditionally speaking? Uh, after bottling, so so in that means, um, as soon as after bottling as possible. Within a month, I roughly? would say yes. Okay. I, would say, I mean, the beer's not going to be bad, but the whole point of the fresh hop is that extra danky, extra robust, you know, hop flavor, and that will that will dissipate over over a month. I um had a a, a colleague of mine ship me out a case or a, not a case twelve of uh, Hetty Topper, which if you are not aware, it is an extremely sought after beer that's only um, distributed in Vermont, and um, I had somebody ship it out to me. It's a fantastic uh, go on beer advocate. It's one of the top beers, you know, rated. And so I had I probably drank 6 to 8 of them fairly quickly. Uh but then I had, you know, again, four in the fridge and I was sad to see that um 
it did lose quite a bit of its characteristics after two or three months. Hmm. Yeah, you want to yeah. go as early as possible. Like like Pliny the Elder, which is is probably a little better known and well regarded as well. Um, uh, Vinny, the creator there, hates seeing it up on a shelf with any age at all. He gets mad when stores have that. They just let it sit up there. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. D- yeah. DMB uh, LL Jess on the Periscope <clears throat> said, "I'm drinking Miller Light in." Um, to shout out to Miller's in Charlottesville. So that's oh. my DMB connection. That's the weakest thing I've ever heard in my life. Very good. <laughs> and I don't and I don't know if there's any beers called Warehouse because we could be drinking that. But would we want to? Would we want to? That is the question. That's what we're getting to. That's what we're getting to. <laughs> well, okay. Like that, you like that little segue. That's that was wonderful, Joe. I appreciate that. You're Better welcome. than I could have done. I like it. <laughs> Well, so that's the uh, that's a topic on everybody's mind. It's what's got everybody uh, all kind of wound up today. Is uh, fairly early this morning, warehouse confirmations got posted. I think it came out around eight o'clock Eastern time. I was actually awake five o'clock Pacific time. I was awake a little before four to wake up and watch Arsenal beat Leicester City. For all you Gunners out there, you Gooners, Woo-hoo! it was an awesome, awesome match. The late last second win. But anyway, yeah, so we are, So I was up and I'm monitoring Twitter. And, oh, here we go. Confirmations are up. So um, a lot of consternation, a lot of griping, a lot of groaning. It happens every year. Um, what was your feel on, on, on things, Jake, on the boards? Well, I mean, I think it's pretty consistent that every year uh, the, the announcement is made and every year people are, are saying, oh, my God, I can't believe I didn't get – my tickets, I've been in the warehouse X number of years. This is ridiculous. It, it's it's a common theme. Um, I don't know how much of there is to that in reality, but I guess we're going to find out in a couple seconds. But it's a common theme that happens, and it's really happened all the way back to the beginning of, of the warehouse. So this isn't something new. The only thing that's been a little bit new is it seems that people that have been in for a long time have been not – being confirmed for, for shows that they thought were, were kind of locks. I think that's something that's relatively new. Yeah, I, I we, we tried to collect some data, and we obviously couldn't go too deep in terms of um, reserved or best available, right? That's impossible to measure. But um, they've got a show preference show preference feature, right, Jake? Uh, yeah, you can, you can kind of, like, I guess... I don't know what the best way to say is kind of pick one that you really, really want. I guess, is that the best way to say it, Joe? <laughs> really, really want the Spice Girls reference? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, so you, you get to put one down. I, I don't think it's supposed to help you getting accepted. It's or, Well, actually, maybe it is supposed to help you get ex- ex- accepted a little bit. But um, I think what the biggest surprise is, is people selected their priority show, and they were getting declined out of all the ones that's the one they were getting declined for. And so what's the purpose of the the show priority if you're going to get declined for it? That's a little I think that's a little bit That's a really good point and and it could almost it's always been an opaque procedure, right? The the lottery. But the show preference could shed some light on how they how they select users, but when you think okay, this show has priority, what does that do other than maybe maybe it gives you another vote in terms of another weight mark so if you're weighted for one vote or if you're a senior member maybe you're weighted a little heavier um maybe the prior the preference gives you extra weight but at that point 
That might just be it. It might just be extra weight in the lottery. I, I took it now. There's no, they haven't said what it was, but I took the, um, the like selected show to mean like your almost like your home base show. So I'm wondering if people had their preferred show as being something across the country, like gorge, if that played into them, not getting the, the tickets. Why does that? So many people have home shows that they can't go to because of weddings or other kind of stuff going on. Bar mitzvah, funeral. Exactly. Arbor Day. Planning a funeral quite in advance. That's usually a little mob mobbish there. But um, yeah, yeah. What, what does that mean? Wait, wait, wait. What do you, what do you mean? You're His saying last you, name ends in an I. You know what? I'm, I'm, what? I'm just saying. If you happen what? to know you're going to be in a funny? funeral for I the you. Yeah, for the for the Tampa, you know, July eighteenth show. That's uh, and we're in February. That's a little bit suspicious. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's not. Fa- I hope that's not the case because just because I have a show near me doesn't mean that that's a show I can go to or what I even consider my own time. Maybe I lived in New York for the past ten years, and now I just happened to move. To Alabama, no, no, nothing against Alabama. I'm just picking it, and, and but I still consider New York. What's wrong with Alabama? Show. My nice. God, can you offend anybody else? You've offended Italians. You offended Alabamians. <laughs> I didn't pick Jeez. Texas. That was too big of a too big of a population. How about this, Jake? What's right with Alabama? Oh, everything's right with Alabama. <laughs> Alabama is beautiful. You you have never been to Alabama, sir. Yes. That is why. That is true. It is it is an absolutely beautiful state from the very top to Muscle Shoals all the way down to Mobile. Just beautiful country there. I recommend it. This is brought to you in part by the state of Alabama. So, so Jake, imagine uh, that you are not familiar with the statistical number of successful requests based on our, nine sci- our non-scientific poll conducted on Twitter and Instagram, right? Okay. If I had to say, okay, Jake, the average warehouse member requested 10 shows just to make our percentages easy. How many of those 10 shows did they get tickets to? What successful percentage? Based on the, 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 the vibe online after the confirmations went up, what would you say that successful percentage number would be? Well, just based on the reaction of people, I would consider that it was somewhere around 60%. What I think it should be is it should be about 90 my my thought is basically if you're in the warehouse and you request tickets, why aren't you getting tickets? I mean, right. there there were three shows last year that sold out. <laughs> you know, if somebody wants to buy a ticket, sell them a damn ticket. That's a really good point, actually. Yeah, with with shows not selling out, why why are we having so much trouble with through the warehouse? What's the point? What's the point of that? You know, what's the point of the warehouse if I'm going to have to keep getting it through other means and the shows aren't selling out? Doesn't make much sense. Now, I w- maybe you could say um, the pavilion is selling out, the lawn isn't selling out, and obviously, yeah, people are trying to get pavilion tickets and the reserved, you know, tickets, and those are the ones that are, you know, I would almost say, and I'm I'm not this way. Whenever I've requested, I've always done reserved only, and if I get rejected, I'll figure something else out. But I wonder because it's become such a, a crapshoot lately that are more people requesting best available just to guarantee themselves a spot at the show. I don't think I actually think it's the opposite. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, and this is the theory of the gaming of the warehouse because you have to. Wish we didn't have to do this, but people intent. You know, 
pick that field very intentionally. And um, I think if they know all these past years, getting declined from the warehouse, that sucks. I have to go find tickets elsewhere. But guess what? There are other tickets elsewhere through Ticketmaster, through trades, through the boards, through the Ants Marching Ticket Forum. You know, it's not the end of the world um, that you could still actually get tickets other ways. And so they'd rather ha- not be forced into getting a lawn ticket, essentially. So, so, Matt, what are the numbers that we can um, share with people just to give some feedback on, on, on what we learned? Yeah, so this, is, this surprised me, I'll be honest with you, and it's not going to make people happy. Again, it's non-scientific poll. It's a small sample size, but it's all we had, and it is, I would say it is somewhat representative of a, of a greater trend. So um, we had over 300 users <laughs> between Twitter and Instagram respond to us and, um, and tell us how many years they've been a member how many shows they requested this this cycle, and how many shows they were confirmed for. So with that, we could get a success rate. Right? So the overall success rate, um, the overall success rate for all members this cycle with the users that were polled is 62%. Wow. So about 6 out of 10 people um, who requested shows got, well, or... I would say not not so much that. 62% of shows requested were granted. Now, here's the rub. So I was talking to Jake, and I said, well, how do we, how do we weight that to say a seven, an 18-year member who didn't get anything and a one-year member who got all three of his shows? How, how, do, we, how do we show that statistically? Well, we, we struggled a little bit. We ran out of time. But ultimately, Jake came up with, uh, no, and no, Joe, by the way, you're wrong. You don't know how to do maths. But, <laughs> but, but anyway, we, we said, let's break oh this God. up. Let's break this up somehow. And Jake said, geez, well, take years one through nine and 10 through 18. Let's just kind of break it up on a very arbitrary delineation to say junior members and senior members. And we can do better. But we just took a, took a shot. So the success rate for members, senior members, we'll say, who have been members of the warehouse for 10 to 18 years is 67%, right? So it's about that, on par with the overall a little bit. But that's low. Yes. For members... That, that, that feels low, I should say. For Why members was- of for members who, who have been members of Warehouse for one to nine years, um, 82% success. Hmm. And... Small sample size, but it was still uh, somewhere around um, 10 or 12 users. Members who have only been a member of Warehouse for one to three years, 100% success rate. Now, if you're if you're a day one member, how pissed off are you right now? Day one, well, meaning you were some of the first members of the Warehouse back in 98. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean... 67%. I mean... <laughs> I mean, I get a better chance waking up and doing the 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 Ticketmaster. Am I a robot? Type in the uh, captcha thing and getting tickets better than sixty seven percent. Again, somebody on Periscope just said I'm a two year member and I got shot down. So clearly, one through three um, aren't a hundred percent overall. Yeah. But the, the the sample we have was 
But I think also the sample shows us that you're better off canceling and renewing every single year than you are sticking with uh, um, being a senior member. And what do you get? You get a warehouse volume, what? What do you call it? The warehouse ten instead of a value or warehouse eight? Is that right, Jake? You, you get three extra songs. Yeah. Who gives a yeah. shit? Quite honestly, you, I mean, do you? Well, there's some pretty good songs on there. Yeah, that you can't download anyway. <laughs> well, that would <laughs> be illegal, sir. Right. Yeah, I mean, but let's be real. Let's be real. Actually, to that point, though, actually, I think the warehouse has said in the past, and now they're going to change this because we're talking about it. That warehouse discs can be quote unquote B and P'd, um, at, at like a show. Um, so if you yeah, want, yeah, I think I think they actually changed that. But yeah, there was, there was a time. Yeah. No legality or whatever. Who cares? It's 2016. If there's a if there's a track out there, it's accessible. So and, I have and a by question. The way, CDs CDs are not collectibles either. They're not. Uh, well, so did you say how big roughly the sample size was, or no? Over 300 users. And then, so like, just out of curiosity, did you get a, a lot of um, sample from the one to three, or was that a small response? No, I'd say less than I'd say about a dozen. Joe, are you even listening to the podcast? Yes. I'm still trying to figure out how the math works because I don't get how the overall rate can be 62%, but the lowest that you mentioned so far is 67 Yeah, I don't know either, Joe, but that's how my spreadsheet worked out. I think you got an error in the formula somewhere. Well, no. No, not really. There, you, anyway. you tell me how, how to get to overall 62% if, if the subgroups are – Higher than sixty-two percent. You means you're you're excluding some votes that All are right, bringing so, bring down to sixty-two percent. Um, hang on, I'll do this while, again. While, I'll do the while math you're, again. While you're doing that, just let me point out a couple. All right, things, I'm sorry. Just, I'm sorry. I was wrong. So the average success rate is seventy-two percent. That sounds better. Seventy-two. I did. I did it wrong. Yep. That's still that's still not good. And, and the fact that it's sixty-seven. The fact that the senior members are dragging that average down is the problem. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that's that's the sad part. I was talking with my uncle, JP, this uh, this evening, and I was trying to talk to him about statistics because he's a big fantasy baseball nerd, so he's all into that kind of stuff. And 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 I told him the conundrum that the warehouse is in, and, and look, it's not an enviable position. They have they want they have to have an incentive to have people sign up because if I sign up and say I have no chance of getting a Saratoga ticket because there are. 18 years of members who are getting all of those tickets. Why the hell would I even sign up? Because all I wanted for is my Saratoga show, my SPAC show. Mm -hmm. I get it. At the same time, (laughs) why am I in the thing for 18 years when some guy who just signed up yesterday can go and take my ticket, essentially? They got you. They got you. That's it's the whole thing. Unenviable. Yeah, you want to make sure that the a first time user gets the great experience. So you you lock them in. They get pit tickets or something, and it's amazing how many first year members you'll find in the pit when you talk to them, even the small pits. I um, and I think that's why they came out with the priority show was to help with that. So hey, yeah, I'm a long term member. Maybe I'm going to request a lot of shows, but listen, this is my priority show. And even though there's going to be a one year person sign up, and they're only going to ask for that. Um, and I go to more shows, and I've been doing it for a long time. This is my priority show, and that priority show is supposed to be based on seniority to get you know um, to get you the best chance um, for that event to be confirmed. Well, and when people this? people are getting declined with their priority event, yeah. Well, what do you think about this? Um, clearly, people who who request shows it depends on what venue. You know, there are different request loads to per venue, mm-hmm. and I think we all know unofficially or whatever that. Saratoga probably is the most requested show in terms of in terms of attendance. Mm-hmm. What about who cares then? Full seniority. That's it. You know what? You had 18 years to get your ass in the warehouse. Too bad. 
you're out. Go to Ticketmaster. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, I'm. I might be. Um, might get uh, stabbed in the back for this one, but I don't agree on the full seniority thing. It just. I, the, there has to be something to mix it up, and I guess the the GA pits help with that. Um, there's yeah, got to be some randomness. I just yeah, when you back in the day, it used to be the, the the first ten rows were all the same people every show, all all the same people every show. Yeah, yeah, but Joe, it's it's one thing to mix it up every now and then, but I perpe- I was a, I'm a second day member. I perpetually got garbage seats at Saratoga and would frequently get one of two nights, like all the time. A, a two-night reserved get for me as a second-day member in Saratoga was less than 10%. Super rare. That's not mixing it up. That's that's mixing it up too much. Well, I think that's the balance that we're just kind of discussing here is what is the right balance? I, I don't think it can be 100% either way. You know, it can't be 100% new people, new members get uh, get the prime tickets um, or you know, a hundred percent that the uh, the seniority people get the the prime tickets or confirmations. There's got to be some level of balance. And in the past, you know, it was hey, two night stand, one night was seniority, one night was just random. Now a lot of these venues like Mansfield, like Hartford, they're, they're a single night. You can't. There is no ability to do that anymore. But how do you prov- how do you find that balance? And I think maybe the ba- I think what everyone is kind of getting to is. It doesn't seem like the balance is is yeah. is there. But at the same time, we're not talking about a James Taylor or a Bruce Springsteen concert where the sets are the same from night to night. The point of a two night stand is to get two Dave Matthews band shows, two unique shows. So from a hardcore stands fan point, it's not like, well, they're playing Friday and Saturday. Maybe I'll see them on Friday because all oh, the show on Saturday is going to be the same. It's not. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lost opportunity. I, that, that's the, that's the problem. You need you for are you talking just for confirmations or for seat locations? Confirmations don't care about seat, seat locations. I think are really getting nitpicky here. Okay, but I've been in the warehouse for eighteen years, and God damn it, I should be able to get both of my Saratoga requests through. Uh, I, I don't. I don't. I mean, that's going to be the same crowd every every year. I mean, there's going to be people left out. I mean, again, this is what the shows are. But not selling out, but well, maybe we're just talking reserved well, seats, which your reserved seats are usually hundred percent full. Here's your other option: closed membership. That's it. Yeah, but that's that. I mean, that's just a bad business model. You, you, yeah, you can't do that. I, I mean, I see your point. I, I think that somewhere located in between what the two of you were saying is the answer. I, I don't know exactly what it is, but the only thing I could think is is just kind of reading through some of the stuff it, in Twitter and also on the boards is a lot of people, a lot of complaints from older fans. Yeah. Somebody on Periscope just said some of these kids weren't born when I signed up for my day one membership. (laughs) And that's true. I mean, that's yeah, but you need the younger you need the younger crowd. Yeah, but at the same time, the that person on Periscope right now, whatever show they want to go to, I don't care where it is, they can want to go to Wichita. They shouldn't have to sit in the uppers. There should be something. But that's back to the that's back to the seat thing. That's what I'm trying to clarify. Are we talking confirmations? Are we talking seat location? I that's what I'm saying. That it's somewhere in in between. Basically, if you signed up to be in the warehouse in a previous century, there should be that should be worth something. <laughs> you would, well, yeah. I've I've, it's worth I've three never songs. gotten what would be considered a great seat at Saratoga as a second day member. Never, but yeah. I know. But it's so it, it's it's almost unfair because that's such an odd venue as yeah, far as tough, yeah. But here I am. I requested Darien Lake what three years in a row, and I sat within two seats 
in the same row on the same side of the stage three years in a row? It's Darian Lake. Yeah, but why? Why is it? Why did my? How did I get? What are the odds of me sitting in basically the same seat three years in a row? What's that tell you about the lottery process? Nothing. It tells me. Oh, it tells, it tells, tells me you tells should have played the lottery. I, know, I, I just. I think there's there, that. That's a and really odd good, pattern. That, but good. I guess the part you're not saying is you sat in the same near the same spot. Were they good seats or were they bad seats? Great seats, like third row. Yeah. So that I mean, just that's the seniority. Darian. Okay, fine. But how come that same seniority doesn't apply to Saratoga? How come I've never gotten third row at Saratoga? Never. Not even close. Again, because I think Saratoga is an outlier when exactly. you take so all of it. Right. There's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of day one members. You're talking day two. There's a lot of day one. No, there's one. not. No, there's not. Especially in the Saratoga area or just the, the that, you know, that part of New York. Um, I agree. I agree yeah. that that's a hotbed for DMB, but I don't agree that there's a ton of day one members. I don't agree that there are 12,000 day one members at Saratoga requesting Saratoga ahead of me. I don't. 12,000? Well, well, yeah, think about the pavilion. Probably but but also, you're not in the back. You're not the back row. But hang on, Joe. Jo, yes, I am. Of, there's one. Other, there's one other thing you have to you have to remember here is it's not like the warehouse has the entire venue to sell. Right. right. They only have a certain percentage and a certain number of tickets. Now we don't know what that is. I have no idea. I couldn't even guess what it is. But whatever it is, they probably sell out essentially every ticket possible. So to to to, to move it towards that. Do, is the warehouse have the right percentage of the venue? Because, oh, I'm sure they don't. I mean, I mean, that's but why? Just, why not? I mean, why not? Well, that's that's something well, you're going to have to take I up with fan, with the I venues think and such. Fan clubs are probably like low man on the totem pole, right? Exactly. They're 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 easy catches. I mean, they're going to buy wherever. Yeah, like Kate Mark just said on on Periscope. Now you got to share with Ticket Bastard and uh, City now. Exactly. I mean, if you're in a, if you're in a fan club membership, I mean, you're going to go see them in freaking you know wherever Schenectady for God's sakes, you know. Yeah, you, Union you, College. Exactly. You'll go anywhere. That's they got everybody in that by the short hairs. Yeah, they're not worried about them. But yeah. that's so, that's not. Is the, it fair? No, it's not fair. Of course, it's yeah. not fair. And that's what I keep going back to. There, there has to be, there, there has to be a, a happy medium where people that have been in for a while have to receive some sort of uh, ticket benefit and you we, also have to please the new people. Do we think it's how do we think it compares to last year from from hearing responses? About the same? Worse? I would say about the same. I was going to say um, about the same too. I, I think it's happened to different people um, you know and some people the same but I, you know I, I feel last year we had a similar conversation where there was all, just a lot of declines Um Unnecessarily. My sister is a 14-year member, and she got denied both nights at Saratoga. See, to me, that that's, I think that's crazy because you should get one. You should get one. You should get one. There should there should be no. Maybe this is gonna. Maybe I don't know what I'm saying here. I haven't thought this through, but there should be nobody. There should be nobody getting confirmed for both nights until. There's nobody getting declined for both nights. Does that make sense? Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that very much. So. Like, like if somebody out there got both SPACs, that's really unfair yeah, yeah, for somebody but, that got declined for both. Okay, Joe, do you agree with that regardless of, of tenure? Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay. Well, you know, it just people should have it, you know, people should 
at least get one of the shows, right? I mean, come on, let me get one of them. You know, why is why is somebody getting so? So, do you both think seniority should two. only be used for seat location or for tickets, regardless of location? I think uh, tickets regardless, like confirmations. Con- I'm sorry, yes, confirmations. Yeah, I think I, 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 I like the way they do it. Confirmations is random, but you get to choose a priority event. What I don't like is it seems like the priority event didn't work because people are saying they got well, declined. What does our priority pri- event say here? You pasted some stuff here in the doc. Yeah, so I want to get to pri- that. Yeah, the priority event function is based on seniority and does its best to confirm the event that was selected. So, you know, chances of being confirmed for the selected event are dependent upon how many senior members selected the same event. So, obviously, if SPAC, everybody chose as their, and we're just using SPAC because it'll go to any venue. If they all choose that as the primary event, then that makes it hard for people to get confirmed for their primary event. But that's the idea. It's like, okay, you pick that as your primary event. You know, they're going to give so many people that show locked first as far as confirmations only based on seniority. Um, and then the seat piece, it depends if the show is chosen as a random seat location or a uh, uh, seniority seat location. So you're supposed to really get that priority event unless there's just so many people that have chosen that as a priority event. It's, it's, that's, frust- that's, it's frustrating. I, I feel bad for my sister. I really do. I feel bad for anybody that that put in and didn't get tickets. The good news is that everybody that's that's really melancholy right now should be able to find tickets pretty easily. Oh, it's going to be sort of a, a pain to kind of go through the process, but everybody should be able to find tickets. Um, yeah, and that's that's the point. Yeah, I mean that's, um, that's the point. I, I just wish that go there to was the, a way. I wish yeah, everyone could be happy, get their what they want from the warehouse, and you didn't have to go through that. Well, again, what, what Matt's been saying, and actually what you've been saying too, Joe, is that I just feel bad that for the people that have been around for a really long time, there has to be something. I don't know what it is. Well, it, 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 for, for multiple events, you shouldn't get declined for both. You should at least be able to get one of the shows. If, if that's the answer, I, I would be fine with it. It's, well, unless, it's be, be unless people would rather be like all or nothing, they're like, screw it. If I'm going to get declined both, then I don't, don't have, don't, won't even bother going. Well, and and – to the to the big data point, they know what what my home venues are. Even even without the um, preferred venue, they know that I've been requesting SPAC for twelve years now, or whatever. Right? Wouldn't you think that might even weigh into it? Uh, but that's I, I actually would go back on that because again, with the balance, I just don't want to see this. Let some other people get an opportunity to go to SPAC that maybe haven't had an opportunity to go or whatever venue. Again, we, we're saying SPAC, but any you know, I just. Well, everybody I, should have a shot. I get it, I, and I get like the business model, right? The person who's paid thirty-five dollars versus the person who's paid eight hundred dollars into the warehouse. I mean, yeah, you. I mean, yeah, that means something, but you got benefits on those other years. You can't just keep carrying over the cost of it. You got that first, you know, thirty-five dollars. You got the benefit already of that already. Now you have to take that dollar out. That's true. That's true. I mean, it, what's kind of surprising, too, is that, that people were declined on camping and parking, which, I mean, really? I mean, camping? I mean, surprised by that. So, I mean, uh, I, you know, ultimately, you know, the, the fans decide, right? I guess it comes down. We've got 2017 here. Are people going to renew? Are they, you know, are they happy with what they're getting? Or are they going to say, you know what, I'm going to... Go a different route. That's, well, that's, that's really, what it goes we can, to. We can we can talk about this all all day long, and and we can all be unhappy. But 
if we all keep renewing, you, you know, um, that, that nothing's going to change. I mean, they're just going to be they're going to keep doing the way they think they do things now. Well, let me ask you a hypothetical. And I'll ask both of you this hypothetical. You're both in the warehouse. What would it take for you to stay through the 2017 year? What 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 would need to happen? And, well, and are we saying I'm paying thirty five dollars? Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Just wanted to make sure there wasn't a red, uh, a reduction or you know something like that. Thirty five dollars. I don't know, Matt. Do you know? Well, here are my thoughts on it, and it's it's my thoughts, and people might come from a different angle. For me, thirty five dollars, a thirty five dollar cost for a year, is not. It doesn't move the needle. So. Whatever possible repercussions I would have by not renewing does not outweigh the savings of $35. That's where I think a lot of people are. So if, if it was 100 bucks, you know, that, then that's a, you know, that's a nice steak dinner that I, you know, things, 35 doesn't really measure on a, on a yearly scale. Um, so I will for, keep For it. something that we're so, you know, so dedicated to. Right. However, however, there's, am I willing to pay for it? And do I like paying for it? I'm willing to pay my Verizon bill, but I don't like it. <laughs> um, and, and, there, and, and when you're talking about a band, it's more of an emotional relationship than it is a necessity. Um, and I think that's, and this is complete, coming completely from a, a fan standpoint, I have no idea what they could do to, to satiate me for the year that I'm going to pay $35 for 2017 and a year they're not touring. So what am I Well, that's the, that? that was going to be my question is, Jake, in this hypothetical, are they for sure not touring in 17? Well, I guess we're going to take them at, at their word and say, you yeah, to. That, you that's going to right. happen. For, for the hypothetical, yes, for the hypothetical. Um, I would say... I would say a DVD. Okay. I, 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 that would be my, that would be my, I actually, and I'm a little bit sour on this and I know I <laughs> a HD video or even 4K video. Now, stick would, your, now Blu-ray for sure. Minimum. I, well, they haven't. We're like, Blu-ray's already gone. We're already on to HD, you know, uh, 4K stuff. Nah, nah, nah. nah yeah. Nah, nah, nah. But I'm just saying, more than a DVD, uh, high quality video. I, I, High quality I, lossless audio, like a true HD or DTS master audio. Yeah, yeah, good, good quality video. Uh, it, that seems like it's worth thirty five dollars if there's no tour going on. Yeah. Jake, so, do you have an opinion at all? Well, I was just thinking that basically what you guys have said is, I've been in the warehouse for a while, so what the hell, I'll just stay. So if you haven't been in the warehouse for a while, yeah. the you know five years or less, just to throw out an arbitrary number. Yep. There really isn't any motivation to stay in. Not that you're saying the DVD wouldn't, or if, if, it well, didn't, I if mean, they didn't do sure, that. I mean, I would stay for if I were in five years or less, and they said, "Hey, here's a DVD," I would definitely stay in. Right. But you know, that's me. Is um, there, do you think there's a chance that they don't do anything and they just carry your your membership over an extra twelve months? No, I think no. they're going to do something. No, they, 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 I don't think they're going to do that. That's business wise. And, I, and, and I, I think all, a, bunch of us have already, a bunch of us have already renewed. Because this is right now the peak renewal time. Because a lot of people have signed, signed up for the warehouse when tour dates were released from any number of years. This year to any other year. So January, right. February are the majority of the time. So most of us, at this point, we freaking already renewed. So um, I don't see them being you know, able to comp it or anything. If you had to wager 
will the warehouse see any kind of exodus, any significant chunk? I would say significant is 10 to 15% or more dip in membership. Do you see that happening? I do. Me too. I do. I do as well. Unless they do something, um, you know, quote unquote drastic. And I don't know what that could be. It could be like you said, uh, Joe, I think that's a great idea for DVD unless they give you something to, to, I believe the word was satiate. That's the word you dropped, Matt. There you go. Yeah. I, I, I would agree with you. Yeah. They got, and it's, they gotta, and it's gotta be quick and quick too. I, I mean, can't yeah. be one of the things that it happens a year after the fact, you know, it's gotta, ha- I would think, you know, jump on it. Somebody on Periscope asked in the, in the grand scheme of things, is the warehouse that big of a moneymaker for the band? Um, I think it's relatively low overhead. I don't think it costs a whole lot for them to operate it. Right. I mean, you know, we talked about this before. We don't know how many members there are. Um, but whatever it is, I mean, it's, it's you know, X number of members times $35. And like you said, the overhead can't be you know, too much. So whatever it is, well, it's look, profitable. They, they got the synergies, right? They've already got the, the relationships with printing. So spitting out a CD and mailing it to somebody costs them pennies. I would think so. I mean, they, you know, those CDs aren't very expensive. And you know, just from a production cost, it can't be that much. No. I will say one of the benefits of the warehouse that I, I believe, I'm not one of the people that does this, but is the day of the show, I believe the warehouse members get an email for a quick chance if you're fast with your fingers to buy um, like uh, the poster from the show. And sometimes if the, the venue happens to have a, a venue t-shirt for that year, um, you're, you're able to quickly buy those and they're shipped to you so you don't have to run into the venue early to buy a poster or, um, or carry it around with you. Who the uh, hell gets like, that? A lot, a lot, everybody, yeah. You've never you, gotten an email. You have, it's only for the shows that you've gone, you, you, you have bought, you have gotten a ticket. On for, Warehouse? Yeah, through the Warehouse uh, for that show. Those okay. people get an email um, um, quick if, you know, get a chance to buy the poster. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's pretty. That's pretty nice. Uh, I'm glad they're doing that. Hopefully, they keep doing that. Hopefully, they they don't stop now well, that it yes, is. Yes, uh, that's the point. We uh, hey, however you want to put it, class warfare. We are super fans, or at least we are better than we are better. We should be treated better than people who go to Ticketmaster for tickets. That's what we're paying for. Eighty percent. Eighty percent of your revenue, your income comes from twenty percent of your of your yep. fan base, your market. Yep. So. You know, definitely the warehouse subscribers. And that's that not 20%. fair. And more fans should go to John Mayer's show and less to Dave Matthews Band. It's not fair. <laughs> Who's that? Bernie Sanders. Oh, <laughs> sounded just like him. My there God, that was, that was unbelievable. Was like, <laughs> it's actually cold here. I felt like I was in Vermont. That's, there you that's go. The craziest thing. Enjoy your Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll talk more about the the warehouse stuff as when C locations come out. Um, Oh yeah, that's that's I mean, the next round of butter. That's the next round. I mean, <laughs> I think people are kind of uh, figuring out where they're where they got based on the what they got charged for. At least you know the general area. If you're pit, if you're lawn, if you're upper uh, upper reserve. But we'll uh, we'll see when the the tours. And then everybody remember Friday, I believe. Don't don't take me for a word. But Friday is the public on sale date. So get your um, your fingers uh, warmed up, your mouse clicks ready to go, and hopefully you guys can score some pit tickets or whatever it is you're looking for. Yeah, that sounds good. Well, I think we, we've beaten this horse into the ground. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk about some, uh, some downloads, some DMV vote stuff, some user questions. So hang with us. We'll be right back. Still a time again, spoke with you. 
friend is always good to have But a lover's kiss is better than angels raining down on me I dream of you times when you're by my side Dream you're not just like you are so troubled And doubling my pain just with a grim or tear Shed for me I wish that I could climb Inside your mind And spend some time near Hug and hold you And mold you into what I'd like But no, I can't do this You're just a kiss to spend a while by you And a familiar smell And voice Why? Then you lean back I'm smiling on you Most everything you do for me I say I'm the one that's me going And feel warm And I'm in love this storm With you of love and through
All right, everybody, welcome back to the AntsMarching.org podcast. That was a really fun segment, and we're sure that when seat locations come out, we're going to have the whole rigmarole and debate over it again. But um, I think I'm pretty satiated with uh, with that with that section of the uh, podcast. What do you think, guys? Drink, <laughs> drink. I drink word. I'm satiated as well, actually. I shoehorned that in there. I had Jesus. To you can't say it twice in a row. Well, I mean, I just felt satiated after he said satiated. That's three I, drinks. That's four drinks. All right. I didn't go get another one. I didn't get another beer during the break. You guys didn't tell me you're going to keep saying it. Well, sorry. Let's, go right. satiate if you yourself. Can't pay, if you can't pace yourself, Joanne, that's not our fault. For those on the podcast, that is our, our drinking game for the second half of the podcast. Anytime that's mentioned, have to drink. Yeah, we've already, we've, already, we've already got three times. That's why I kept it blank. That's, I didn't mention anything. So Joe is really starting to push this DMB vote series, and it's starting to work now. I think I think we're getting the groove. We got a lot of votes this this um, this week, right? We did. Yeah, actually, I was going to ask you guys: was it better this time? I felt better about it. It was it was a little bit better. We had a late podcast because it was the Super Bowl, so we lost a couple days there. And plus, number forty, which was our song last week was not the easiest one because there actually have been a lot of number 40s officially released. The problem is a lot of them are partials. And while we kind of talk about partials, or at least I think what overall the community is kind of describes as a partial is anything less than two verses and two uh, choruses. So any anything more than like two and a half minutes, three minutes, usually you get in two choruses. Yeah, I mean, you've got to draw the line somewhere. Yeah, exactly. So that boiled it down to five, and we posted them. Two versions from DMB Live, Live Tracks 12, Live Tracks 34 bonus, and then the Warehouse 5 uh, version 10, or Warehouse 8 version 7, for those that are differentiating. So... Um, but before you even get into that, Joe, just so we set the record straight, yes, we know... Yoshi's is the greatest version of number 40. Yes. We're well aware of that. It was not ever officially released, so it did not count. So, just so, so we're clear those on that. that might not have heard Yoshi's the number 40, why is it considered the best? I think lyrically it's it's incredibly strong. The the performance is great. Dave actually had a cold during that show. If, if you don't know what Yoshi's is by the way, let's back up it's, a little it bit. It is actually volume 1 of our in the spotlight series. It, okay. it actually is. It, it is. it is a show that uh, will definitely satiate your taste buds a bit. Um, it, it was a, a acoustic show that the Dave Matthews Band performed in the afternoon in a bar. It's actually like a little sushi bar in Oakland called Yoshi's. The night before they played at the Warfield Theater, or actually the night, the day of the night performance was at Warfield Theater in San Francisco. And the band played a little acoustic show. And it's just the most eclectic set. And, and they actually ended with number 40, which was a fairly brand new song. And the performance is outstanding. The, the lyric is, is, is great. Dave's raspy, cold voice works really well with the song. It's, it's basically perfect. Yeah, so we got a lot of comments that, what, no Yoshis? Again, this is a Fisher release. And yes, I think it sounds like a lot of people really, really like the, the Yoshis version. Um, of number 40, but we are down to these five um, picks and got a lot of votes like Matt mentioned. I guess, um, Jake, did you have any vote before I give the uh, results? I, I did, and I, I again, I, I don't think I've picked the winner yet, and I'm going to probably remain with that. The one that I like the most of the official releases is actually B, which is the second release, which was the 4795 
performance from Durham. I I really, really, really like the first one. It's an acoustic performance, the first time they ever played it. I think mm-hmm. it's outstanding. But I, there was a little bit something more to the second one. Um, and, and as much as I love the other ones, especially the, the 2008 uh, performance at SPAC, which is very popular, I really, really, really like the 95 versions. And that was the one I liked the best. Interesting. Um, I'll just answer to you that 95. I don't, reason I don't like the 95 is the re- actually about the recording. There is the definition of a drunk guy screaming all through like the last <laughs> minute of that song. Well, it's yeah. Number 40, it's like, and then there's some guy just like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and it just distracts me. So, like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of that that one only because of that reason. Matt, do you have a pick? Um, well, I was at that Saratoga show in 2008, um, and going and looking at the set list and looking at the show flow, there was this one song that I downvoted. Everything else was positive. Oh, okay, it was 40. So, thank you. No. <laughs> All right, so I'll say Why this. do you hate number 40? So Jeez, Matt. The, the, the only neutral song I had in that show was the, was the encore closer, which was Thank You, which was just meh, you know? There was one song in there that I downvoted. Can you guess which what, what it was? Hang on. I'm actually looking at the set list now because I'm going to nail this. Go ahead. You're going to nail it. All right. Hang on. Was this the year of Dream Girl? Uh, no. no, that was not that one. It was the only Dream So Real that year, though. Mid- oh, I know exactly what it is. Mid-set of Dream So Real was very nice. What is the, it? The song that Matt thumbed down is Money. Oh, Jake. I am really disappointed. He, lo- he, he loves money. Come on. Damn. You could do what better is- than this. It's not cornbread. Jake, are you still reading oh, this? Gee- oh, I'm sorry. I didn't get that far. It was Jimmy thing. I didn't of see course it was. <laughs> I was going to say, sorry. what is going on here? So you picked uh, Saratoga version of number 40? Saratoga number 40 would be my pick. By the way, that show, I know we're talking official releases, but Keith Litzenberger has a fantastic recording of that show that's been downloaded almost 4,000 times on Ants, and it's still up for download. Eight wow. seaters, so it's uh, it's great. Hey, side note, notes on the show. The fans sang lead on the verses of Jimmy Thing completely with Dave singing on the mic for chorus. Garbage. Garbage. I like that. It's kind of fun. Sean's so bad, even Dave doesn't the, want to sing it. And by the way, there's actually three official releases from that show. The Dreaming Tree was released on the live tracks at 2008, and uh, Dream So Real and Number 40 both made it on warehouse discs. Yeah, great so 40. kind of interesting. There's a great shotgun from that show, too. Great shotgun. Yep. It's just a fantastic show. Well, then you may be not surprised by the fact that the results are... Thank Hit you. the freaking drum! <laughs> oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Thank you. Jeez, a little, little, little off tonight. Um, where was the uh, Saratoga show for number 40, which is the Warehouse 5 version 10 or Warehouse 8 version 7 was the top pick. And this was actually my pick, too. It's got... The best lyrics, I think, of the group or the closest to where it is now. It actually, I really like the always, you know, that, you know, that's in there. And some of the early versions didn't have that. Uh, That's just how I really enjoy number 40. So um, it was pretty big. Number, the the second best one was actually Live Tracks 12 from Salem. So, uh, yeah. So, um, Jake, you uh, you weren't uh, weren't too far off there. That was the the second pick there. No, I was way off because that's not the one I picked. I actually picked the four seven one. Well, like B Man oh, said, my bad. I thought you picked that one. So the Spack one that... back is the home of forty and double encores. So I think Live Tracks twelve is the one that has the guy yep. screaming. Thank you, Joey Bats. 
But you know what's very interesting is um, about that that specific one from 2008. There's actually a little hidden lyric in it. It's in the second verse when Dave's singing about um, spending all my life with you, whatever. He says, Ashley. He says it's off mic kind of away from really? it, but you can clearly oh, hear him say, Ashley. And if you don't know, Ashley is Dave's wife. So what's very uh, fascinating to me is how the song has made a turn because – Early number 40s in 1995, the songs, you know, spoiler alert, the songs were essentially about an affair. I mean, it was about it was about a guy who was with a girl. And basically he was saying, look, I love you. I still love you. Everything It's just every once in a while, I got to get some strange. It's no big deal. That's just, that's just the way it works. And the song made a vast change really in 1998. And it's been like this from 98 on. And it's. If, if you ever listen to it, if he says tables turned again, that's the new version of it. The older versions kind of start with different lyrics. That's that's sort of like the delineation of when it went from a story about a guy uh, telling his girl to a love song. Just to hmm. kind of throw that out there. So we had a, we had a number of comments, too. So, um, uh, Matt, as you know, we have a hashtag dmb vote um if you in case you want to have any of uh your feedback read uh during the podcast we had a number of people used it but um actually our good friend marcus from uh, i think sweden right oh, marcus yeah, yeah. Ah, some sweden yes yep. yes uh he responded he said he he went with e um but he said d was very close so it was a tough vote for him um brian hansel at do da uh said gotta go with e but he loves the full band and uh he used the lyrics in his wedding actually oh, okay. so Jake, that's kind of interesting, given the story that you uh, just told. Um, uh, Jen Pizzotti uh, said, um, you know, number four is her fave. Um, had to go with uh, C, I believe, was uh, was her pick. And uh, had a number of people use the hashtag. Will Sinclair, shout out. Uh, Brittany uh, Bokia, I think it is. Uh, Jeremy uh, Shefflet and Shane Allenwine. All thank you for your votes in the hashtag. Um, you know, uh, one other one was CB3 SKER actually went with C, uh, which was the second pick. He was surprised though. There was not a lot of votes for C. Um, he really thought, or she really thought that, uh, C was going to run away with it. So, um, it was a close one, but, uh, and just to remind everybody, if you're wondering where to vote, you can vote on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, or the front page of Ants, and just um, the poll on Ants is an actual poll. Anywhere else, go ahead and comment with the hashtag DMB vote, and we'll count it up. Well, you, you only have to respond, but if you have some comments you want to uh, to read, you could then go ahead and use the hashtag DMB vote so we can sort on it and see what the comments are. Jake, I, I got this one for you. I'm not sure if you know what it is, um, but um, uh, J-W-B-E-G-H-T-O-L. Schwebegerholthol. There you go. Thank you for pronouncing that for me. He went with E, but he asked, um, I was listening to versions of 40 and I came across a studio recorded version I downloaded back in the Napster days. I think it was from the Lily White Sessions. Um, what are your all thoughts on it? Do you know what um, might be talking about? I ex- I absolutely know what he is. He is listening to the Yoshi's version That's of I number 40. And what happened was back in the Napster days, way, way back in the first um, uh, sharing I guess, app for lack of better words, somebody, you could upload whatever the hell you wanted to on it. Someone uploaded a version of number 40. They cut out the very beginning and the very end. The very end of the song, Dave says, thanks y'all for coming out, blah, 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 whatever he says. And if you cut it really clean, the 
recording is outstanding because it's from a radio broadcast. So it, it's it's very clean and it sounds studio if you didn't know any better. And that's exactly what it is. So somebody uploaded that after the Lily White Sessions made it out. Somebody just uploaded a number 40 and put Lily White Sessions on it. That was the big problem with Napster back in the day is you could upload whatever you wanted to and call it what you wanted. That's uh, ironically enough, we're on podcast number 58. And it kind of made me laugh. For the longest time, there was a song out there called number 58 <laughs> because it was actually <laughs> – People had decided there were 57 songs up to that point, and then the next song would have been 58, and all it was was Bartender. It was just an early version of Bartender, back when Bartender used to go as Reconciler Differences. So that's uh, all it is. So every once in a while, you'll see a number 58 well, floating around. Oh, that's, the, that's Don't Drink, sorry. Yeah, that's Don't Drink. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess, um, Matt, I'm going to make a request, and whether or not you um, uh, agree to it or not, that we, we should probably put at least a portion or Yoshi's number 40 as the set breaks, so given how much attention we've given it. Okay, I'll do that. That was easy. Oh, there you go. We, you were able to be satiated very quickly. Ah, yes. Drink. And that is Schultz. My sister just joined, and she asked if I just a uh, mock drank out of a Schultz or Dooley uh, Stein here. Did I have ever talked about Schultz and Dooley on here? Well, save it. we got to get to the new song for next week. All right, real quick. The upstate, new song for next week? or upstate, for- upstate New York. No, no, we want to talk about that. Upstate New York, um, um, FX Matt's Brewery. Back in the 50s, they had a Stein line, ceramic Steins, called Schultz and Dooley. It was two characters, an Irish guy and a German guy. Uh-huh. And um, so they've still made, they've probably made hundreds of them by now. And I've got them all around my office here. And I just showed a little bit of Schultz on uh, camera right there. So if you're not did watching you Periscope, your, why not? Did you tell your sister I'm still mad at her? She won't play me in trivia crack? She said she got bored of beating you. Yeah, no, no, no. She she had my username completely wrong, because so that never happened. Oh, oh, oh she must yeah. have been searching for sore loser. Oh. Couldn't find oh, you. I oh. I get it. No, I don't. Yeah, I went there. Yes. So we got to announce uh, what, volume six now of the song series, right? Volume six. Right, so so with volume six. five in the books. Volume six is. Oh, I got a double drum roll. Um, so we got the big machine, got the uh, little uh, what are ping pong balls with the names written on them. First one came out was me and Julio down by the schoolyard. <laughs> oh come on, Jesus! Give which, me a break. which has not been released on official release. So wait, 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 before you before you go there though, um, if you head over to antsmarching.org, and I should double check before I say this, but there is there is a great great show with that song, Me and Julio Down by the Schoolyard. And it's actually from an early show. I'm going to talk very slowly so I can make sure that we have this. Because it is generally considered one of the greatest shows of all time. If you search Julio in Tour Central for the song, we have four shows available for download that have the song. Um, One from 1991 at Tracks, three from 92, one at Bridgewater College, one at Flood Zone, and one at Tracks. And the one I'm looking for we actually have, that is 1117... 92. Yep. Please download that show. It is considered from the early days as the greatest DMB show of all time. Oh, that show has been downloaded over 2,000 times, too. It is an absolute fantastic show. And, and our good friend Eric Naylor is the one that put that back together, uh, working from some old tapes back yes. in 2000. And old school it is taper. Just, oh, just a great show. And, and Eric Naylor is absolutely a great, great old school great dude. taper. Great dude. And, and thank him 
for that because that is a fantastic show. So go download that Me and Julio, even though it was never officially released. Two people so go are, ahead. Two people are currently downloading it, by the way. And they are there getting their money's worth. Yes, they are. <laughs> so we don't get to vote on that because it hasn't been officially released. So we drew another ping pong ball. It is Belly Belly Nice. All right. Oh. Belly Belly Nice. And so we got three releases of Belly Belly I can't nice. believe there are already three releases of I actually song. thought that too. I, I was a little bit surprised, but there are. Um, one is from Live Tracks 29, which is Blossom. Uh, my favorite Ohio. venue in the country. Live Tracks 36, Alpine, the latest release, has a uh, Belly Belly Nice. And then um, an older version, older quote, quote marks around that, um, Warehouse 7 Volume 2 or Warehouse 10 Volume 2. Um, from uh, Chula Vista, um, from Cricket Wireless Amphitheater. And that actually has, Jake, I Le- think... Uh, LeSim Richards, yeah. Wow. Trump, on the trombone. trombone player. Yeah, so this will be interesting. We'll see if that, um, if that trumps it or if people like the newer versions. Because of the new, up, you know, lately, they got, it's gotten pretty, t- pretty tight. It's really in, they, they're in the zone with Belly Belly do, Nice. Do all versions still threaten to consume your belly jelly? <laughs> they all do unfortunately <laughs> so we will put this one out and we'll see we'll need your votes and if you have any feedback use the hashtag DMB vote with your 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 uh, feedback and we will uh, talk about it on the uh, the next pod well it's fairly early Joe I don't think there's any excuse for you not getting that vote graphic up at least no later than tomorrow right I was thinking we would uh, use it as part of yes releasing it tomorrow with the podcast it uh, will really just... satiate the fans it oh, man I'm running out of beer I got another one when you went through that Stein discussion thing whatever you did oh okay glad to see you're <laughs> enraptured by my conversation <laughs> yeah I like it so you want to hit, you want to hit up some questions real quick? Yeah, we got quite a few of this uh, this week. So and thank you guys, by the way, Gales, um, for for you know dropping questions on us. We always love to hear what you guys are thinking, what you want to talk about, and we're more than happy to yammer on about it. Um, so I'll go, I'll go. So Joey Castro, he's one of our staples on pass on uh, Periscope. Joey Bats, he asked us uh, ants studio cuts, the Stone versus the Dreaming Tree for the best DMB studio track. Go do a listen. So I, I'm, I'm assuming he's asking us our opinion on that. So, Jake, first of all, two-part question, I suppose, right? Do you consider one of those two to be the best studio track? And if so, which one is the best? Um, I actually consider one of them to be the best. Out of the two? or I'm Sorry, just to make sure I'm on the same page. Uh, of, uh, the two? Of, of the two, I think one is actually the best studio cut they've ever done. Oh, wow. Um, so I'm going to pick that one, and that would be the Dreaming Tree. Mm-hmm. Which I think is just fantastic, and that's not very fair to Stone. Um, believe it or not, I I actually think that Rapunzel is just fantastic studio. Oh, it really is. I I just think it's such a brilliant cut uh, that they did on that. The ending of that, they just they all lose their minds collectively, and it, and they just come back together at the end. And yeah, if you listen to that album a lot loud. Uh, whole you hear, you hear so much stuff or headphones. Uh, that yep. was the big thing. Yep. You get headphones, especially if you get a vinyl, listen to it with headphones. That is if that is Steve Lily White at his absolute pinnacle. You will hear stuff that you never heard in the songs before. And, and see, coming, that's that's actually why Go ahead, Jake. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but no. I, that's why I really love the DMB Live from eleven thirty ninety eight, uh, which I believe was the last DMB Live they did, because Tim is the guest on it. This is before he was with the band. This is back in nineteen ninety eight, but he plays Rapunzel just like the studio, 
and he doesn't play like that anymore. So he has fills on the second verse. Also it's, available to download, by the way. Bill, Lake, Bill Lakeman's wonderful source. Which is, yes, it's a fantastic show. Opens fantastic with the show. last stop. Oh, God. And that, and, and that last GPR stop teases. is so, oh, God, that last stop is so good. That's the best last stop oh, from the show, 98. I'm one. sorry to jump on you, Jake. This show, Encore, I'll back you up in a warehouse. Oh, it's unbelievable. Oh, oh man. The, they do the heartbeat, too. It's a heart. It's an actual heartbeat uh, PNP Rapunzel. You need, oh, to change, sh- you need to change your shorts over there. This is, I'm, I'm getting excited. Yeah, I oh, can tell. So you, good. You've got a couple it's... O's in a row here. Uh, you got to you got to assume ninety eight is probably one of the best tour years of the band's history. It, it really is. Download the show from us, and if you really, really, really like it, go download the DMB Live and pay the money. It's worth it. Yep. It is. It's really, really good. Okay. And, so, and, and did the band use the Dreaming Tree Studio Cut for their um, two thousand sixteen tour announcement video? I, I thought it was. Um, I thought it was Dreaming Tree. Pretty positive it is from memory. But I, I would give uh, I'd give my vote to Dreaming Tree. Matt, got a quick vote? I, I would give my vote to Dreaming Tree, although it's a very difficult vote. Um, you know, Jake, maybe you can uh, check this. I don't know where I heard it. I don't know where I read it. But I heard somewhere that the studio tra- the studio lay down for, final lay down for Dreaming Tree was 47 tracks laid over the top of each other. Yeah, I've heard that same information. And and I just love that second, that second stanza where you hear Chapman's, or the um, Howard's Chapman stick start coming in into that. I, I get chills. I still get chills hearing that song. And he he has a lot of good lyrics on Before These Crowded Streets. If if the stone is a is a an eight, Dreaming Tree is a thirty seven. And and that's not disparaging the stone. The rumor that he wrote lyrics and Gwyneth Paltrow said, Hey, I like those lyrics. He said, good. And he tore them up and started over. I don't know if that's true or not. That's, that's the story. <laughs> it would be awesome if it was right. Though. That's the story I've always heard. <laughs> anyway, if, if, if that's the second draft, I would love to hear the first draft because, because those lyrics on that song are incredible. And Lily white really, he, that might've been one of the greatest accomplishments of his career. Just hearing that track down and on the side, it's too bad with, away from the world because I still feel like you had uh, like a, like a shocks, like a shell shock syndrome with Lily. White. I think he was afraid to put his hands on that album too much based on what happened with the Lily white sessions. And so I see, think you got a little bit of a neutered production on that album. See, but I, I, I mean, I, I see what you're saying, but there, I mean, drunken soldier is such a wonderful track. Just a wonderful track, and in and even belly full for what it is. Just oh yeah, Dave's voice is so forward in that song and the recording. It's just it's really. I see what you're saying, but I, I just think that the album's incredibly underrated. I like that. I mean, I gave it a good review on the site. Yeah, I, I, I did. Yeah, and you know, and and I agree with you. It just. I get that how people feel and, and maybe the songs that are played often aren't the songs they want to hear, or maybe there's three broads sitting on the side ruining the song as they're playing it. But you know, it's yeah, I just, I just feel like it's, it's just underrated. So we've got three votes for dreaming tree. And do we all agree that that's the best studio track, not just between that and the stone, but do I don't we... know. I, I have to think about it. It's, it's pretty darn good. I don't know. I can't think of anything off the top of my uh, my mind, but it's up there. All right. 
Well, somebody want to take a question? We actually did a, a Studio Cuts column not too long ago, and if I'm not mistaken, Dreaming Tree was number one. It was, and actually Stone was number two. There you have it. <laughs> there you go. That album is so go. loaded. I mean, yeah, Pig. I mean, the album is so loaded. Spoon. Well, I got a question. Cru- crush. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We could talk about, we could have a whole podcast just on that. Um, but Aaron Morrow at EMORO31 has a question that is not that. And uh, Aaron asks um, With such a strong show in San Fran for the Super Bowl, do you think it'll influence the band at all to ditch the two sets this summer? Hashtag Ants Podcast. And I know we've talked about this a little bit, but. Um, it's a, I mean, it's a good question, and there are strong sets in Europe, too, that are all single set. Do you think that influences it at all? Nope, I don't. Jake? Jake just stepped away to deal with a family issue, so it's just me and you, Joe. Oh. So I think right. we drop Satiate as much as possible. And when he, and when <laughs> he comes back, he has to chug a bottle. No, a part I, of that, I, I don't a part of that so. drink, too. But no, I, I'm, I'm of the same opinion. I don't think that influences it. I mean, they can have fun. To be honest, that set could have been a... The second half of yeah, the two. Yeah, and, and, and Flutterby flutter on um, on Periscope just said, strong show. Do you think that's a strong show? I think it was a strong show considering the circumstances. True. They, they could have played single after single after single after single. They didn't do it. And they had a killer warehouse. If you listen to the, to the podcast last week, I played a seven-minute intro to Warehouse from that yeah. show in between, our, in between our first and second segments. Um, they, they could have come out with such a layup, and they didn't. So you got to be excited about that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it was a nice show, and you know, I guess we expect more from the summer tour. It's got higher standards, I would say, um, but I don't, uh, you know, in short, I don't think um, that uh, will influence them at this point. I think whatever they're doing, they're doing. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. They've got it set already. All right, what about question? All right, so B Rad, our good friend B Rad says. Um... Uh, Ants, if you could choose a realistic venue, I haven't read this question before. I'm reading it out loud, by the way, so he could have said anything here. But if you could choose those. a realistic venue, DMB has not played before. For them to play a show at now, what venue would that be? Ooh, boy. Realistic is the uh, is the key word there. That's you know? true. Because could say a lot of things. So realistic venue, DMB has not played before. Hmm. I can tell you one right now, and okay. it's it's right near me. It's in Orlando. And people I know are saying, "How come DMB has not played the new uh, the new basketball arena in Orlando? It's different from the other one. The acoustics are fantastic here." Oh my um, God! Paul, Paul McCartney's you, Paul McCartney's no, no. played here. Really? That's the best you got? Is some venue in Orlando that that's realistic? I mean, what do you want to say? The freaking Parthenon? I I, I can mean, think of. A- Go ahead. Let me hear this wonderful place they've never played before. Let's say, let's say the new Yankee Stadium. You would, oh. you would choose Orlando over the new Yankee Stadium. You know why? Spoken like a true play. Floridian. Holy well, Christ. First off, I've been to more Yankee games than you guys combined. Oh, and, get and out of here. Second, and second off, there ain't no damn way they're going to play Yankee Stadium. Come on. What? That's, that's realistic. You don't think that's realistic? I'm seeing, no. Billy, I'm seeing Billy Joe at Safe Gold Field in May. That's realistic. That's Bill, That's Billy Joel. He's yes, from, it is. I mean, come on. No, they're not playing Yankee Stadium. Why break. not? They've played Wrigley. They've played Fenway. Hey, they've played I, That passes a smell test for realistic. Come on. That, no. definitely, that definitely does. 
They're not going to play. I, I, would I love for them to play there? Of course I would. They're not going to play Yankee Another Stadium. podcast, another episode where Jake embarrasses himself. I love it. I know. I love go it. Go right ahead. Go ahead. I love but it. I can't wait to go see them play Yankee Stadium where I watched a lot of – well, actually not in that place. I, where it's a parking lot now. I went to the old Yankee Stadium. I've been to the new Yankee Stadium. Yeah, but anyway, it's a, not going to happen. A really for all. question. I don't know about that. I think it's. I think it's. I don't know. I don't know what I would pick. I, you know, I've been saying I, there's a venue um, in front of Mount Rushmore that I thought would be a really cool spot, but wow. I think it's too small for DMB. Um, that'd be oh yeah. Cool spot. Oh yeah, they'll play South Dakota before they play Orlando. Give me a freaking break. I think that's a cooler spot than some freaking indoor venue in Orlando. Yeah, than some freaking one dollar t shirt shop from Disney World. Get out of here. Why don't they play the field in front of freaking Stone Mountain in Atlanta? Give me a break. I'm not familiar God. with that spot. Is that a good spot? Well, it probably holds five hundred people. Ooh, okay, I got I got one. All right. Emirates. <laughs> stadium in london uh uh yeah i mean i in my head i was gonna vote for um ohio stadium is where the ohio state buckeyes play and the number of artists have played there number of musicians could have you played imagine there, filling really, that with 110 yeah it's uh, that would be a full crowd and i don't know that columbus could pull that off you probably need another major major act with them um but i i, I didn't think that that was probably wouldn't be at the top of no, my list. If the warehouse I, stopped declining tickets, maybe they could fit a hundred thousand in there. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it'd be the top. Of my list. I don't. You know, I know I'm forgetting somewhere that I think would be really good. Um, like you know what? I, well, actually, the one that I've been saying, and I haven't said this on the podcast, but I guess I'll I'll I'll, I'll pop my cherry and say it on the podcast. They should play the Virgin Islands, Rashawn's hometown. Real hometown. You know, that, that hometown would be really show. cool, actually. That would yeah, be, that would be very cool. Sean and a great destination concert location. That would be my pick. Is it realistic? I'm not sure. You guys will have to be my. You guys have to be my yay or thumbs up or thumbs down. Is that a realistic or not realistic? Well, I don't know. There's a lot of uh, Virgin Island fans that would really satiate their desire to hear the DMB live. Ooh, thirsty. That was a good is, one. Is it realistic or no? Actually, I kind of think it is, <laughs> to be honest with you. So, I, I, just, uh, I, I could see them doing a cruise thing and ending up there. I mean, something like that, a, a getaway place. Yeah, Virgin Islands. Let's do it. That would be awesome. For, for John. Oh, we got a thumbs down. 2018. <laughs> 2018. Um, Maybe. J, J. T. Bolt 712 asks, um, Ants do you anticipate any crazy variety in the 2016 acoustic set? Not necessarily songs, but who plays them, like Dave and Rashawn Beach Ball, Dave and Jeff Pay for What You Get, Dave and Carter Halloween. Can that make the set fresh? Hashtag Ants Podcast. Oh, that would be great. That would be actually, really good. I, I actually do. I actually you think, think it's going to? You think that. it's good variety? Has, I, think, I think you're going to see six or eight. I think you're going to see it turn over. You're not going to see the same set of songs. I agree. I think I think I think you're going to see stuff that's going to make you go, "Wow, I didn't see that coming." And, and by the eighth show of the tour, we're going to be sick of it. But it's, at least it's going to be different from the start. Absolutely. I think within the first three shows, you're going to hear a song that you're going to say, "Wow, I did not think they were going to play that." Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I really have a hard time thinking that they're going to come out and do the acoustic set the same, you know, 
two dozen song pool that that they've been playing the, the last couple of years. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. I mean, you know, there's so many songs out there that you know they haven't played that have potential. You know, just like mentioning, um, you know, like Beach Ball or something like that. Although Dave's done Beach Ball a few times, but you know, there's so many like like a um, like a Break Free or something like that. That would, would be kind of cool. Would you take a Tim Solo song in a DMB two sets? I would. People would love it, even if they wouldn't know it. You think so? Yeah, sure. Why not? I think if Dave's on the stage, I think you, you get a little bit of a riot. I, I think there's a, I think there's a couple of Tim songs that they could play full band that would be really really good. Well, no, well, I that, mean, that's a different that's a different story. Yeah. I was going through some Dave and Friends shows, and they always did that first half of their first set with just Dave and Tim. Right. Uh, that's. You're right, but it's just a different experience, and that's why I posed the question. You know, it, they've in acoustic shows or you know acoustic sets or in, in its indoor seating theater style, or well, I guess Dave and Friends were a lot of. It's arenas. not going to be a problem. It's just not going to be a huge. Nobody's going to talk about it. Yeah, not going to be a huge hit. Right. No. Did, did you ever see that Dave and Tim show or Dave and Friends show? The one that opened with a uh, Dodo. Yeah, that was great. Hey, my show in Rochester opened with Trouble instead of Dodo, and then they then they played Dodo. Wow, that's great because you know why? Because Trouble sucks. Trouble is not horrible. Oh. It's not Grey Blue Eyes sucks. It, it's really bad. It's like it's it's like say goodbye if you were a pussy. No, it's I don't mind worst. Trouble so much. I don't like Grey Blue Eyes at all. I don't like Too High at all. You what? I don't. No, you're, you couldn't be any more wrong if you tried. I would love to hear some rendition. Too High is fantastic. I love Dodo, though, and I've said Dodo, that. Yeah. Every Dodo's other podcast great. I say that, and I am dying for them to finally break it out because they can do it now. They should play Dodo. Twice they were teasing it last year. They literally they were, were teasing it. I've heard a tease of it. Oh my god! What, what I wouldn't, I would kill a Dodo to hear Dodo. <laughs> yeah, just go, go the to very last Dodo bird. Go to a lot of shows. Hold up a sign. You might, uh, oh. you might make it happen. Great. That that album is so. I don't know if it's underrated, but it's just not talked about enough. I mean, what, a tr- what a treat that was to have those musicians touring together, those musicians, you know, putting out an album. It was yep. awesome. Yep, that was a that was a high point. I don't think we fully knew when we were going through we it. Were, remember, everyone was nervous. The band's over. See, I don't know if I remember that. Oh, yeah, that was out there. But there's so many. I mean, we just talked about the, the, the highs are really high and the lows are really low. True. You know, tr- trouble's awful. Gray Blue Eyes is awful. Uh, it's just... You know, but then you have well, I, I I like too high, but um, you know, Dodo's outstanding. Yep, outstanding. Oh, just, so damn lucky's outstanding. Mm, you you cool. you 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 make that sound right now because they've played it so much. It is. It's true. It's it's true. Like it's, I still you, like Gravedigger. I think Gravedigger oh, yeah. is genius. I just think it's absolutely. I still genius. talk about Joe and I going there and and what were they playing? Gravedigger first, or they play Ehe first, Joe? They play Ehe, I think. No, I think they played Gravedigger first. Whatever it was, and I said, oh, you know what would be great after this would be this, and they played it. Those two songs back-to-back are so much fun. Little, little, nasty little vibe. Nasty little, vibe. Yeah, a little little angry right there. Yeah. Oh, so good. They they got to play E.E. more. I love that. I don't understand why people got sick of that in 2012. That's a song I could hear every night. Great song. I, I really like it. It's short I really enough, too. It it's, it's great. Eh, I'll pass. I mean, I like it, but I'll get it back, but I do not want it to get to heavy rotation. Joe M hating a song? Wow. I didn't say hating a song. What a hater. 
I just wow. said I would like to hear it, but I don't want it in heavy rotation. That doesn't mean hate a song. Wow. Joe M says, E, he sucks. I can't <laughs> the only that. thing in heavy rotation, Joe, is your attendance at shows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Thank you. There you go. Right, so uh, we got another question, huh? Yeah. Uh, I think this one might be our last question we got, maybe. Yeah, okay. um, Jim Larson at Jim Larson 98 asks, um, hey, any advice for a first-time pit attendee? Alpine and STL. I, I guess what do you guys think STL means? Maybe St. Louis, Louis or maybe something, maybe straight to Stone Temple Lilacs. Straight to Louisiana. Probably, probably Stone Temple Lilacs, I think. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It says STL. I, I'm not really sure what it means. Um, it, but anyway, Alpine and STL Pit both confirmed and uh, couldn't be more pumped. Is it awesome, the pit? Hashtag Ants Podcast. So. Jake, have you ever been in the pit? I'm not, I'm not saying I don't know if you have or not. I've been in many a pit. Okay, uh, I've been I've been in Atlanta pit. I've been in West Palm pit. I've been in Tampa pit. Um, I don't like crowds. Um, but if you're going to give somebody some advice for well, the pit, and I, have I know advice, Jim Larson's but... going to be pissed off because he might show up for a show that's not there in St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, well. It's in... It's in Maryland Heights. It's right outside. But anyway, um, <laughs> he'll get to he'll, he'll be standing there like, "What? Hey the guys, hell? we're in the gate." <laughs> I had Browns tickets too. This is crazy. Um, I, what I do is if when I'm in the pit, I just stand in the back and just well, kind of watch people. Yeah, I mean, the, where would you the, say the best seats of the pit are? The the best seats are the front rail or the back rail. Exactly. I mean, the the Atlanta pit couldn't be any smaller if they tried. It is just it's embarrassingly small. Do you advocate? I I know this is a little bit personal for you, Jake. So don't I'm not asking it because it's a relation to you. But do you advocate wearing a diaper like an adult diaper? Oh, if I were in the pit, if yeah. I were in the rail, oh my god, yeah, I would. I, it, well, it depends. Oh, oh no, no. Any Howard Stern fans out there? Richard Christie goes to his heavy metal shows. He drinks a, a ton of beer. He bring he wears a diaper. He just stands there and pisses. He doesn't want to lose his spot. No, you are. Listen, Joe. This it is happens. A DMB concert. This is Joe. It like... happens. No, you guess what? You make friends. DMB people are friendly. You make you got two out. You got in there that early that you're on the rail. You talk to people. You make friends. And guess what? I'm going to the bathroom. I'm going to be right uh, back. What say you, Periscope? Spot. What say you? I want to know if anybody considers that a valid. Option. No, never. Hey. Never. Joe, how many legs have you peed on in the pit? I've never I I can go to the bathroom. I have that capability to actually walk out of the pit, go to the bathroom during, you know, um Easy. sugar will. Have you been pissed on before? Because I have. Uh I actually I actually have been pissed on a TV show. Ugh, Darian that's, that's was my, two of us. My oh, Buffalo. It must be that area, Western New Good. York. Um, yeah, I thought that was me that did that. Okay, we're good. And it was in it was in seats. So I had no excuse. You can freaking go and come I've, back. I've but told I, the story. I think. Oh, I, yeah. It's it's I'm I, that's like, I'm like row I'm row f- four. My first show. Yeah, first show ever. And there's a father and maybe his eight year old, ten year old son or whatever. Yeah, maybe eight years old. And it starts to rain during like bartender and lion our graves. That whole thing going on. This is two thousand. Yeah, two thousand. And my cousin Andy looks over to me, and he kind of just gives me this weird look. And it's raining. I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, well, what, what, what's the look for? And then that's it. And I just nothing, nothing ever was said about it till the end of the show. And we're walking out there, and he goes, yeah, yeah, remember when that kid was pissing on your leg? I said, what? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I gave you that look. The kid was standing up on the chair behind him, 
pissing on your chair and it's splashing all over your legs. Oh my god! So it wasn't rain. That is disgusting. Yep. Yeah, that's happened to the best of us. But it should not happen. Well, I mean, no. You should my point be... is, I got to. I, I owe. I owe the karma wise. I owe the fan base a leak. No, you do not owe the fan base a leak. <laughs> Never. You know. Some. I guess back okay, to the maybe question. just you, Joe. Adv- yeah. Thanks. Advice for a first-time pit attendee. You know, uh, you're going to Alpine. That's a. That's um. A pretty large pit. St. Louis is uh, actually a smaller pit, um, not not that not too big. Um, you know, front rail or back rail. Make friends with whoever you're around. Get to know their face. You know, chat them up. Do some jokes. Drop some one-liners. Whatever it is. Make friends so that you can come and go. Come and go. You know, offer to get people beers. Maybe to fewer trip fewer trips. Um, that would be that would be my advice for the pit. Um, you, you either got to get in line very early if you want to get in the rail, and that's like a full on day commitment. So you know that's a little rough. Um, you know, I guess I would ask is is it better to be farther back in the pit but center, or closer but on the sides? Do you guys have an opinion on that? I would I rather be I've, back center. I don't think I've ever been pit for a DMB show, and I don't want to be. No. Oh. There you go. Yep. I, I, here's here, and I'll tell you exactly why. It ties into my my own mindset. Anxiety is a problem for me. So um, the idea of having to wait in line and running down to get railed and worrying about you don't standing in line that. three hours before and still not getting a good spot drives me wild. I'd no, rather know where I'm to, sitting. That's not what the pit is. That's that's like that's like fifty people in the pit. Not the full pit. Not everyone in the pit's doing that. I don't know. I'd rather just know where I'm sitting and I could just chill and, and get down there my own on my own pace. Yeah, which you can do. But yeah, it's still going to be tight. It's still going to be thing. You're going to be a lot closer. You're going to get some usually pretty good vibe, really good energy in the pit. It's going to be a great experience uh, as long as you don't get pissed on or puked on. Um, point out or that person. Or both. Yeah, point out that person and make sure security finds them. Get everyone to point their fingers very high in the air and uh, down at them and security get involved. But, um, you know, I've done both farther back center or close up sides. You know, I would say, um, I prefer, um, a little bit closer on the sides. And the reason for that is it's actually a little bit easier to get in and out. Even if you make friends in the center, it is a little bit of a journey to get in there and to get out. Um, to get back to your spot, you can do it a lot quicker from the sides, and you're still pretty, you're still closer than you would be in the center. So that'd be my advice as far for a first time pit attendee: yeah. um, get as close as you can, even if it's at the sides. Make friends with who you're at, and uh, come and go as you need. And wear a diaper. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's it. Thanks, thanks, Jim, and thanks everybody for your questions on um, uh, for the answer the ants podcast hashtag. If you want if you want your question answered during the week or before we pod, make sure you uh, you tweet at us with the ants podcast hashtag, and we'll write it down. We'll uh, we'll try to get to it. So I, that about wraps things up for us. I, I wanted to mention a, a couple things. We've still we mentioned the uh, in the spotlight show last week. We're going to stick with that release for now. We might come out with another another release next week on the next week's podcast. But we are currently up to one thousand three hundred and eighty two shows now available. So we're closing in on fourteen hundred wow. shows, yeah, and wow. still still more to go. Um, so uh, that's that's fun. It's really cool to to be able to have that much music available. 
I personally have uploaded over a terabyte of music in the last week, which is pretty cool. It's awesome. To get that kind of music around. So if you want to get some of these shows that we're talking about, check it out on Ants. If you browse Tour Central um, and you browse like a show list or a tour index list, you will see a little um, note icon next to some shows. That means there's a download available for that show. And you're going to see a lot of them now with, with almost 1,400 shows available to download. So um, check that out. Browse around Tour Central and, and go get some downloading some shows. It's a lot of fun. Like it. Yeah. And also, uh, we have a really highly rated podcast on iTunes, believe it or not. A lot of people have been nice enough to give us some really good reviews. Thank if you. you. Thank are, you. Thank yes, you. Thank, thank you. you. If you're digging the show and you like it, go on iTunes and uh, and give us a nice review. We'd love, we'd love to see it. We'd love to climb those popularity charts to have more people hear us. So all good stuff. All good stuff. Do you like guys it. got anything to, uh, to say before we close out? All good from uh, from my perspective. Yeah, just don't forget your diapers when you get to shows. Don't forget your diapers. And uh, Jake is going to be putting up a uh, an article on Ants soon about his recommendations for the best brand of adult diapers since he has the best experience <laughs> with sending. Well, well, man, as I, as I said before, you know, it just depends. <laughs> very nice very nice I like it and now back to jake's regularly scheduled sunday night matlock marathon <laughs> we can see it we can hear it sounds like it's getting like a child zoo over there so it's changing his adult show. diaper right now absolutely well thanks again for listening it's episode 58 in the books of the ants podcast subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and we'll guys we'll talk to you guys in a week we'll uh we'll have something else to complain about <laughs> thanks for listening everybody Thanks for listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast. Visit AntsMarching.org and be part of the largest DMB community on the Internet. Show downloads, tour central, personal show stats and set list game, and so much more. AntsMarching.org, the best stop for all things DMB. Give me, give me, give me.